Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the master's class. And here we are with our teachers, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Mark Henry. Guys, thank you so much because I think you're really going to love today's topic. And that is underutilized and better recognized. I love the title because we're going to talk about some of the more underappreciated talents in pro wrestling and those talents that we think can be doing so much more than they are right now. And Bully, we talk about it on Busted Open all the time. So I think a lot of the names that we're going to be talking about today, we talk about a lot on our daily show on Busted Open. Uh, I'm very interested to see who you guys pick. Uh, You know, Every day on Busted Open, we're out there giving our opinions on the entire world of pro wrestling. Lots of times people agree with me, and there are also times when people vehemently disagree with me, which is cool because we're all entitled to our own opinion. But when I give you my pick on underutilized talent for this uh, episode of the Masters class, I don't think that there's anybody out there who's going to be able to justifiably disagree with me because my pick I think could possibly be the pick of all picks so do you want me to go first or do you guys want to go first you know what bully I'm going to change it up just a little bit I'm going to go first because I actually do think because I want it to sink in I actually do think that your pick is probably going to be the most popular pick right I think there's a lot of fans and we've not to give anything away but I think I don't I doubt that there's anybody out there that's going to disagree with your pick for sure. And maybe all of our picks at the end of the day. But for me, my pick is Miro and formerly Rusev. And this is somebody that you could talk about for maybe I don't know if we did this show two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, six years ago. I could bring up Rusev slash Miro. Uh, we always talk about it. After coming off the heels of WrestleMania 31, everybody thought this was going to be the next big guy. Had one of the big matches uh, at WrestleMania 31 against John Cena. And, man, the world of pro wrestling was his oyster. And then it never happened again. And then he goes to AEW, and everybody's like, all right, now we're going to see the Miro, the Rusev that we really wanted to see so many years ago in the WWE. And we've seen glimpses of it, though we haven't really seen it 
the way we thought it was going to be. So, guys, my pick for this is Miro. Your thoughts, Bully. Uh, Listen, it's a great pick. We have discussed many times on uh, the Daily Busted Open show um, how much we like what Miro has turned into in AEW. I don't think I was on board with when Miro first debuted in AEW. I don't remember you being that on board either. We weren't really into video game Miro, but this more serious side of Miro, the aggressive, the very biblical, um, you know, warrior of God version of Miro. I really like, and I, I don't know where the hell he is. So when I don't know where the hell Miro is, and I know creative in AEW is based on one, maybe two people, I would turn to those people and say, why the hell are you not utilizing Miro more? Why is he not out there doing what he does best? Having him peppered in just here and there isn't enough for me. To me, Miro is a guy that should be on AEW programming at least once a week. Use him on Rampage, use him on Dynamite, get him into a good storyline. This guy understand what it's, understands what it's like to be immersed in a great storyline. He's got the promos and the in-ring ability to back it up. Miro is a no-brainer to me. And, bully, and that's when- good. And, and, and Mark, really, because I want to get your take, but when he came with that Redeemer character, I was like, all right, here we go. This is the start of it. And I thought by now we would be talking about Miro in the championship picture or maybe even your AEW world champion. But Bully's right. Like, they gave us they gave us taste of Miro, but we really haven't gotten that Miro that we thought we were going to get. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and – you know, like the um, just the piggyback off of it, Miro did an unbelievable job of putting together this Redeemer character. He's yep. more intense. He's more uh, of what we wanted to see out of him and not the uh, video game, comic book, uh, nerdy uh, guy. Um, but sometimes in pro wrestling, the best positivity is by subtraction when the way the AEW is building and it's building not for just one year, AEW is building for the long haul. You subtract the Miro when you bring in all these people. So you don't use Miro as fodder for or flotter uh, to build other people. He's already established. If Miro came back tomorrow, he'd be the guy. And now you can book him against somebody. Some of these newer guys, that have been that come into AEW, and it'll mean something. Everybody's smart in wrestling now. Everybody has a take. Everybody has an idea. When you're building a company, as Tommy knows, having his own company, sometimes you don't put your champion in the spot where he's going to be not used the way he needs to be used. And I think that's the best part of Miro being gone right now is you're building a company and eventually you're going to add him back in and it's just going to be the cream, the icing on the cake, if you will. Hey, Dave, real quick. I want to just, I'm sorry, Bubba. I just want to say like a bigger conversation is kind of like also why this sometimes happens to talents when they look, they see have all stuff like how does a company, you know, everyone always wants to go the negative or why does a company lose faith in, in a person? I don't think AEW has lost faith 
in Miro. There have been reports that he's hurt. He got hurt in his match, I want to say, against Daniel uh, Brian Danielson. But, like, especially in WWE, like, he also had a shoulder injury where he was hurt. And a lot of times, and you know this from, you know, your experience with working in the NFL, if a guy gets hurt in his great performances, the company will weirdly lose uh, faith in you because he got hurt or do I have to put this person on the shelf, which sucks because this is a physical sport. No, I, I mean, it happened that. to me. I, I got hurt. I, I, I had a, a main event WrestleMania match with Chris Benoit and I tore my shoulder and it hurt, man. To go away for seven months, seven months. I went away and I, I, while I was at home, I thought, you know what, man, hell with this. I'm done. Chris Benoit called me and said, hey, get your ass in shape and get back here. We picking up where we left off. And I did what he said because I didn't want to have to, you know, deal with Chris Benoit angry. <laughs> and I came back and it was the best part of my career. Sometimes you have to go away to come, to make a comeback. All right, let's get let's keep it going. Bully, who do you have on your list? Well, like I said, I don't think anybody is going to dispute this one. So let me cut to the chase. Uh, most underutilized talent to me is Cesaro. So before I go any further, does anybody want to disagree with me? <laughs> there would be no disagreements. <laughs> he is uh, awesome. <laughs> if you disagree with me, if you're listening right now and you disagree with me, feel free to hit me up on the old Twitter machine and tell me why you disagree. Then I, and I will be more than happy to block you. Um, <laughs> Cesaro, Cesaro is a workhorse. Cesaro is one of the best wrestlers, but most importantly, one of the best workers on the planet it is impossible to have a bad match with Cesaro. Go back and watch the matches that Cesaro and Cena had years ago. The one thing that impressed me about this and Mark, you'll probably be able to understand this better than even, you know, myself and Tommy or any of the wrestlers. It's the muscular endurance 20, 25, 30 minutes deep when John Cena is doing things like jumping off the top rope and John Cena is what? 235 to 250 pounds of solid muscle that's moving at you very rapidly. And Cesaro would catch him out of midair, throw him on top of his shoulders. You need incredible muscular endurance to, to do that, first of all, but then to execute the move after that safely. Now, muscular endurance and doing a move safely doesn't make you an underutilized talent. It's your abilities in the ring that make you underutilized. It's impossible to not have a good showing against Cesaro. So when I look at an Austin Theory, I'd have him in the ring with Cesaro. When I look at any of the younger talent who need to be built up in the WWE, who need to have quality matches under their belt every single week, I look at Cesaro. Even, it's, even if Cesaro was used just as that great utility guy who went on TV every single week and lost every single week, just like Arn Anderson was doing back in the day. And look at how over that got him. Cesaro is, is my vote for all of the obvious reasons. 
when it comes to personality, I think that kind of 007 gimmick that he was doing is something that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the things that he was doing with Sheamus. I've seen enough of his personality to know that he can be utilized in storylines or on TV. And when it comes to the work, it, he's one of the best in the world. Cesaro's my pick. Wow, that's it's a hell a, of a pick because there's it, no It's argument. a pretty obvious one, too. Yeah, it's really obvious. And I, I, there was times where I wondered, why didn't he get the shine? Why didn't he get the chance to really be the guy? Because there was a couple of times where it looked like it, he was going to get it. And then, like, within two weeks, they just pulled back. It's unfortunate because you just mentioned when he teamed with Sheamus, Bully, you know, when he was part of the bar. That's when you really saw how his personality grew. And if given the chance and the opportunity, how well he could do. It's too bad that the WWE doesn't utilize tag teams more, especially at that time. Because that was a top tag team. People loved the, the tag team of Cesaro and Sheamus. Maybe if that was a different era in pro wrestling, we'd be talking about Sheamus and Cesaro as one of the best tag teams that there is. And seeing what they're doing down in NXT right now, that's also a no-brainer because we've talked about this before. If you're not going to utilize Cesaro on Raw and SmackDown, if you're just going to have him hang out at catering all day and all he's going to do is eat grilled chicken and brown rice and steamed broccoli, you might as well send him down to NXT like they're doing with Dolph right now, who also is another massively underutilized talent um, and get some mileage out of him down there. Yeah. And speaking of Dolph Ziggler, Tommy, your pick. Uh, In my head, I'm going uh, a lot of people and it was almost a tie. Um, But since the both of them have been a tag team, I figure I will lump them in together. It's Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Uh, Bubba said it nicely. At least now Dolph Ziggler is being put in a program in NXT. Unfortunately, it's not on the main roster. And his personality, his in-ring work, even if you watched his last NXT performance, that super kick he hit, everyone thought that was the finish when he hasn't won with a super kick in the longest time. He's a guy that, just like Cesaro, no one has had a bad match with. Even when he's accomplished everything that you can accomplish in the WWE, but he was never the guy. And I mean that even though you're the champion, you're not the face of the company. Um, That is a disservice. It doesn't hurt his wallet, but the ovation he got when he debuted in NXT was the ovation he should get all the time. And when his music hit, a star was appearing and it's for the same company, but in that circle in NXT was like, wow, Dolph Ziggler's here. Like, holy shit. And the same could go with Bobby Roode. I thought Bobby Roode and his glorious entrance was so, so over. He did such a great job in NXT. But before that, even being in TNA and being the champion and being the face of that company and then leaving and then going to NXT and literally restarting his entire career and getting over. I've wrestled Bobby Roode. I've never seen Bobby Roode have a bad match. And Bobby Roode continues. When you see a guy, he looks good. He can cut a promo. He makes everybody in the ring look good. His matches are great. 
Why am I not utilizing this guy? Bobby Roode has not had the career in the WWE that Dolph Ziggler had. I'm talking titles wise, but when they're together or as singles, both guys could hold any title that they want. It's just, I don't think the WWE wants. And when I say, when that music glorious hits, you have an arena full of people singing your music and your praise. That is awesome. And he could also, you know, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. My other, when we talk about wrestling fans, there was a moment and, and, and a brief moment at the Royal Rumble where he and AJ Styles faced off and they all started chanting TNA. Those guys haven't been in a TNA ring together in forever, but yet fans don't remember your hard work. Uh, fans do remember your hard work and don't ever forget what you did that got you to that dance. And that's why I hate when men are sitting in catering and or women are sitting in catering because they should be used to their most potential. You know what was interesting to me, Tommy, about the TNA chant that broke out when Styles and Rude were in the ring at the Royal Rumble is the Rumble this year was in St. Louis. It wasn't as if St. Louis was TNA's backyard. You know, TNA maybe went to St. Louis one or two times, but that I think speaks volumes to what you brought up about people remembering the hard work that guys put in. And um, Bobby is a, is uh, that's a personal pick of mine being in the ring with Bobby as much as I have uh, just look at how Bobby looks. Uh, he's in phenomenal shape at all time. He's tan. He's ready to go. His, his in-ring work is superb at the very least. They should be utilizing Dolph and Bobby as a team better. I, I can't, I couldn't agree more. And you know how much I'm a Jersey guy. So the Meadowlands means everything to me. Maybe one of the greatest moments in, you know, in, at the Meadowlands with pro wrestling was Dolph Ziggler, you know, cashing in that money in the bank briefcase. The place was unglued when he cashed in that money in the bank briefcase. And really, when you look at his career, that might be the high point. And that shouldn't have been the high point. That should have been one of many high points for Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Bobby Roode, bully, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Whether you look at him as a tag team wrestler with James Storm, beer money. You know, they won the TNA Tag Team Championship titles like five times. And then also Bobby Roode was a former TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Like, Bobby Roode for a while was the guy in TNA. And then when he went to NXT for a while, he was your NXT champion and your guy with NXT. It just has never happened on the main roster, and I just think that's a shame. It's a travesty because when I always say that in the dictionary under the word man, you see Ron Simmons in the thinker pose. <laughs> you Bobby Roode is one of those. He is a man. When you see him, the way he walks, the way that he talks, he cares. That's a grown ass man. And there's no way that he shouldn't be put in a better position. I just don't understand it. It's unfortunate, but go ahead, bully. It's crystal clear to us. It's unfortunately, it's not crystal clear to one other man. <laughs> and that's Mr. <laughs> Macman. <laughs> and you could probably say that about Cesaro too, because he made those public comments about Cesaro. And, and, and I think, that tells you everything that you need to know. He just doesn't see it. And if he doesn't see it, unfortunately, you're never going to be the person in the WWE. Okay, Mark, 
Uh, for you, who's the underutilized talent? You know, for a guy that actually holds uh, a title belt uh, at AEW, uh, the, the FTW title, uh, Ricky Starks. I can see Ricky Starks in the ring with Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, with the Murder Hawk, Miro, with 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 guys that that have newly been brought in, the test them, to call them out. When I was in Louisville, I used to do this thing called final exam time. They had all these fighters. And I just wanted to see if that karate shit worked on me. <laughs> so I would be, I would challenge the the uh, Ron Watermans and Don Fry and Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and all, all these wrestlers and fighters to see if it worked. And a lot of times it worked, <laughs> but a lot of times it didn't. And I really do feel like Ricky Starks is a guy that can grab the microphone at the beginning of a show in the middle of the show. Okay. We've heard enough of this. We've seen enough of that. Now it's time for you to see the absolute and let him be. I, I mean, I, I get on NXT all the time because of there is a, basically a rock impersonator on their show. And Ricky Starks has his own style that's similar to what The Rock, but it's not a carbon copy of The Rock. Flamboyance and flair, dresses different, wears pearls, shoes with no heel on them. Like flamboyant, but did you see the match that he had uh, a, a week or two ago with Jay Lethal? Like he has the potential to be a major player. And I think that as much as he is used, I think he's underutilized. Well, unlike some of the wrestlers that we mentioned, he's got time on his side. He's still very young, newly acquired by AEW. I think sky's the limit uh, for Ricky Starks. And for you to say that, Mark, uh, at this point in his career tells you how talented uh, Ricky Starks is. All right, we did the male wrestlers that are underutilized for this master's class. Next week, we're going to do uh, female underutilized talent in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, thanks to Tommy, Mark, and Bully. Don't forget, you can listen to the daily Busted Open Sirius XM show on Fight Nation Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon. And of course, please go to the SXM app and see what you've been hearing on Busted Open with all our videos and our interviews. And of course, subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. We want to hear your comments. Make sure you rate us. We want to do more shows like this. But once again, thank you. And we'll talk to you next time on the Busted Open podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. We 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.